All right, good afternoon everyone. Thank you for coming for this uh, wonderful uh, subject of reviving the tradition of Vada. Huh? Krishna says Vada Pravadataham, you know, I am the Vibhuti. All right, so my first 15 minutes. In this time, I want to establish why 5561 BCE is the year of Mahabharat war. In my subjective conviction, it is the only year that qualifies as the year of Mahabharat war. But in a scientific language, I would say this is the best claim among all available claims for the year of Mahabharat war. All right, so let's go. This is the framework. What you see inside the triangle is the, are the five elements of the logic of scientific method or scientific discovery. You know, so to solve a problem, you propose a theory, then you find a way to objectively test that problem then you draw inference and in the process you use some background knowledge. Many times what is forgotten is some of the key other things that are required, we take it for granted. I learned hard way that you cannot take it for granted because many people do not realize it. So, some of the things you need is Tantra Yukti, Vidyana Buddhi, the elements of Vidyana Buddhi or Tarka Shastra or Nyaya Shastra and uh, that is my name Ashtakarana Kshipti, you know the eight, eight fold method. Alright, so out of that central five elements I have put this, put it here. If there is any claim or if there is any theory, it has to have these five elements, must, there are, there are no ifs and buts and they should all triangulate or whatever the pentangulate you know, otherwise we do not have a functional theory. Uh, what is the basis of this? Of course, this is the exactly same framework used in the modern science, but you also see that in our Shaddarshanas. For example, this is from Patanjali Pratyaksha Anumana Agama Pramanani, which is that triangle explanation prediction testing. And if you do not do that, what happens is Mithya, you know. So, if you do not do that, Mithya Jnana Atadrupa Pratishtam, Viparyayo Mithya Jnanam Atadrupa Pratishtam. If you do not follow that method, it is going to lead to a false knowledge, Viparyayo, opposite of that. And the last one is also important, they come in a sequence, by the way, for Samadhi Path 789. If you make a claim, but if there is no supporting evidence okay, to back it up, it leads to vikalpa, delusion, confusion and we will see a demonstration of that today. Okay. The five elements, so the, the Albert Einstein's quote at the top says, a theory decides what can be observed. You know, which means you have to have uh, a, a universal generic statement for a theory. The statement for my theory for dating Mahabharata is all astronomy observations of the Mahabharata text are actual factual visual observations of the sky of Mahabharata times. Okay. So, then you go to the next one, uh, I extracted every single astronomy observation I could find and I know that I missed some, you know, some other people are finding them and says, Nilesh, did you look at this? And so, I have a few more, so 300 plus. Uh, then for each of these, we have to find a way to objectively test it. And did you test it? The answer is yes or no, you know, and if it is no, we have to state it. Then we make a triangulation and draw the inference. Sometimes we draw the inference from an individual observation, sometimes we draw inference from a multiple set of observations like group of observations. And then we also need to state what is our background knowledge. For my theory, my claim, all that you need is the text of Mahabharata. Now, you can use multiple text of Mahabharata, there is a variations among them, Bhandarkar Oriental, Chitrashara, whatever and uh, the astronomy, the knowledge of astronomy, modern astronomy, Indian astronomy because you need to know the names, 
like Arundhati is Alcor and Vasishta is Amizar and so on. So, what I did is I extracted uh, every single observation. This is the one of the uh, 11 principles of Vidyana Buddhi, Prathakaran, first separate, do not jump and start doing something, first separate all the evidence. Okay? So, uh, back in 2011 I extracted 215, over time I kept on reading Mahabharat, now I have 300 plus. Now, how does this evidence comes to us from Mahabharata text? It is Arsha Kavya, it is a poetry and the evidence comes, the astronomy evidence or any other evidence comes in the form of a nimitta which means science. It also comes in the form of upaman, metaphor, simile, analogies. It also comes in the form of a alankar like a poetic embellishments. Okay? So, that is how the evidence comes to us. Now, what uh, I did after that is another principle of Vidyana Buddhi is a classification. So, the one in the blue here, this is a phenomenon due to the precession of equinoxes. These observations are influenced by the precession of equinoxes and what they allow you to do is they allow, they allow you to define what is this range within which you search for it. Just as a quick example, if you want to know Taj Mahal and somebody is coming from outside India, what would you say? Oh, I want to see a Taj Mahal. You say first go to India, then you say go to UP, then go to Agra and so on and you narrow it down, you know go along the bank of Yamuna and so on. So, it starts here and narrows it down. Okay? Now, the second set of evidence, it is due to the near earth phenomenon. These are the positions of the planets, moon, uh, eclipses, the comets, I mean all of that and they allow you to nail it down the specific year. Um, just a quick, you might know this story, a drunkard is looking for his lost coin and a, a police officer comes there and says, what are you searching for? He says, I am searching for my lost coin. The police officer asks, did you drop it here? He says, no, I dropped it 2 kilometers away. And then the police officer says, so why are you looking for it here? And he says, well, because the light is better here. Okay? So, that can happen. I mean, you may search in the wrong area because it is convenient to you. Okay? And this is from Upanishad, Na Samparaya Pratibhati Balam Pramadyantam Vitta Mohena Mudam. It is not a child's play to figure this out. Okay? Quickly, this is another principle of Vidyana Buddhi, uh, the same classification, just an analogy. Number of you would have used the vernier caliper. There are two measurements, you know, to take the approximate reading, first you take the main scale reading. And then to fine tune, you look on the secondary scale, the finer scale, match it and do calculation. This one is similar to that approximate reading, the main scale reading. If you do this wrong, you are assured that you will get a precise answer, but it is precisely wrong <laughs> if, you, if you make a mistake here. Okay? All right, so using that, so using that blue evidence, you know, I am going to show you the range. We are, sorry, this, there is a 21st century written there which went outside. Based on the Arundhati Vasishta observation, you can find a bound, you know, so that goes from 11,091 BCE to 4508 BCE. So, if that statement of Mahabharata is true, as Vasa said it, the only time Mahabharata can happen is between these two dates, nowhere outside, because you will not able to explain Arundhati walking ahead of Vasishta. Somebody else very recently, Siddhartha Chabra, he wanted to test my observation. So, he looked at the latest astronomy data, JPL data and what he found is with the more precise measurements coming from Hubble telescopes, actually that interval became tighter. Now, tell me is this a good thing or a bad thing? It is a good thing, 
Okay. Now, if I happen to have my claim here, it was a bad thing. You follow? But if it is inside, it's actually a good thing. Okay. Uh, now, just to show you the, my reference point, 5561 BC, it falls within that. Bhishma Nirvana evidence, phenomenal evidence. Forget Arundhati Vasishta for a minute. Bhishma fell on the tenth day of the war. Then war continued for eighteen days, and uh, then after that they went to the bank of Ganga after doing the pratakriya, and they lived on the bank of Ganga for one month. Masam ekam bahipurat. Then they came back to Hastinapur. Uh, Yudhishthir was crowned as a king. He assigned the palaces. He assigned the offices. And Krishna said, "Now let's go meet Bhishma." When they met Bhishma. Krishna told Bhishma, Panchashatam Shachakuru Pravira Shesham Dinanam Tavajivitasya. You have got 56 more days to live. Okay, that one month can be 30 days because everyone else is stuck in 58 days. I just said, okay, let's do the most conservative number. I took 27, 9 plus 27 plus X. You understand the X? From the time he came back and went to meet Bhishma plus 56, that gives you minimum of 92 days. And you know, if you are not convinced, you can read all of these. They all lead you to the conclusion that minimum of 92 days, Bhishma was on the bed of arrows leading to the day of the winter solstice. So, these, when you look at these limits, now you combine them with additional evidence. This is the 18 day moon evidence and that gives you another limit. If you fine tune, that gives you another limit and essentially it gives you a window of 1600 years, that bracket where you should look for the year of the Mahabharata war. Now, then why are people looking there somewhere else? I gave you the metaphor because it's very convenient. Okay, in most cases, it is the beginning of the Kali Yuga. That's where everyone begins. Okay, and we will find that's the case today as well. Okay, quickly, see again. You won't see it, but these are like seven squares. Too bad, you know. Again, we will fix that in a uh, other time. Uh, there are seven squares here of the same size, and I'm going to go fast. If I ask you remove any of the three segments, meaningfully reapply and turn them into five squares. Some of you would say, okay, I can do that. Others say, well, I won't and it's impossible. I'm not going to give you time because of my five minutes there. Uh, but if you remove one here, one here and one there, you end up with something like this. And those three elements I'm going to apply there. Just trust me, you know, so that's, like, that's like five squares there. What I'm saying is the Mahabharata evidence is not a straightforward evidence. It's a jigsaw puzzle. In fact, you know the story of a Ganesha and a Vasa, you know, the whole discussion. So then Mahabharata says, how is the Mahabharata written? Grantham Granthi Tadachakre Munir Gudam Kutuhalat. It's full of curiosities, full of mysteries and full of twists, Granthi. Okay? So if you just apply a very simplistic understanding, you will have, you'll end up in a disaster. In fact, I'm going to show you how rich is this evidence looking from the earth. Now, too bad guys, you know, you're not going to see this here. Okay? This is Saturn here position. That's a Jupiter position. Mars is up there. Okay? So forgive me for this. This is Krutva Changarako Vakra Jeshtaya Madhusudana Anuradha Prathete Maitram Samashayamanniva. That's going Vakri again. Okay, uh, let's see. Samvatsarasthainancho Graha Prajvalito Vibho Vishakhaya Samipasto Brahaspati Shanascharo. Okay, so you are going to see Saturn here, you are going to see Saturn here, and you know if you keep on going, you are going to see Saturn there. What I mean by that is these planets are described in the context of these nakshatras. You cannot just take one, put it here and say, hey, I have explained it. No, you can't. You have to explain this jigsaw puzzle. In fact, I'm going to go fast and there are like 35 plus different planetary uh, evidences, planetary evidence. And they all, if solved, lead to one specific year, 5561 BC. Quickly, 
Now that is my work, but more than 125 years there are astronomers in India, there were astronomers in India and not a perfect uh, solving the puzzle like I did, but they had reached the conclusion based on only planetary evidence that Mahabharata war happened sometime between 5000 and 6000 BCE and the evidence exists in a published literature and in the Q&A I can go into that. All right. There are two conflicting observations, one is Krishna's peace mission, what time he leaves okay? and I am sure you know we will hear more about that and the other one is a Balram Tirthayatra. These two observations do not match for 5561 BCE. Now what is important is um, they do not they, they do not corroborate 5561 BCE, listen to this carefully, they do not corroborate any other claim for the year of the Mahabharata war, no matter what people say. Okay? Also, they conflict with rest of the 300 plus evidence. All right, so I am at least quickly at the summary here. So, 5561 BCE is the year of the Mahabharata war and the beauty of that 5561 BCE is, you know, it has put every other Mahabharata researcher, you know, into a conspiracy, getting together, coming together, fighting against 5561 BCE. Well, guys, that is the power of 5561 BCE. Thank you. Uh, I have only been studying the Mahabharata maybe around 15 or 16 years. I am originally a filmmaker who made Krishna history a myth and uh, then I started studying all these things, especially after the challenge which was given to me by uh, Nilesh Bhai over here. I thought, well, let us uh, see how much merit my claims have and how much merit the other claims have. So, let us get into it straight away. So, that is my position statement. Uh, 3067 BC is the only date of the Mahabharata war which proves the internal consistency of the four timelines, which is Krishna's mission of peace timeline, war timeline, Balrama's pilgrimage timeline. You heard about those Balrama's, uh, Balrama's pilgrimage not being corroborated by anybody else. We are corroborating it. Bhishma's moksha timeline, I will show you sky maps corroborating Balrama's timeline. Uh, moksha, Bhishma moksha timeline ending on Maga Shuddha Shukla Ashtami. Critically examines filters, principal planetary observations, moon phases, moon rises. We have filtered the cometary phenomena from the planetary phenomena, which is especially happening in chapter 3. Uh, we are corroborating cometary data including Halley's Comet being at Pushya, eclipse season with two Aparvani eclipses on either side of a solar eclipse. And then we have birth dates of Krishna, Balrama, Yudhishthira, Abhimanyu, etc., etc., along with the Yadav civil war. We also give an alternative explanation for the Arundhati Vashisht observation. Right. These are the timelines of the Mahabharata, which is the war timeline which I have got over. Uh, do I point? Yeah. So you have got a war timeline basically 18 days. You have got uh, uh, Balrama's ti timeline, which is over here, which is the 42 day pilgrimage, which must end on the 18th day of the war. And that must end on a Shravan Nakshatra. So, because Pushyena Samprayatosmi Shravane Punaragataha, and then that must be that cannot be a Amavasya, but that has to be very near a Amavasya hmm? because that is ending on the day of the uh, uh, Gadayudha. So, that is Aparvani Rahu Grahas the sun. This nobody else can corroborate this. We are able to do it and we will show you how it is done. Okay? And then there is the Krishna's mission of peace and various other timelines we will show you. This my original talk is nearly two and a half hours because I am doing a workshop showing exactly how to dissect every other claim for the war. So this I am I have done two workshops so far, and I am uh, going to show you exactly how each of these things can be corroborated. 
So this is the first timeline where I've said it's the fourth timeline, but it's really the pre-war timeline of Krishna's mission of peace. So Krishna starts on a Revati Nakshatra and uh, what is happening is that he is reaching in three days at Hastinapur at this point. Forget about all these other things, just concentrate on what I am saying initially. So he reaches over here and in uh, a few days after that, basically on Pushya Nakshatra day, which is over here in can near Cancer, what is happening is that talks fail, Duryodhan says that uh, he is not going to accept anything. Four days later, there is a ride, this is all given in Udyoga Parva. And the four day there is a ride which is occurring, Krishna rides with Karna and there is a Krishna Karna Samvad. At Krishna Karna Samvad, basically Krishna says, Saptamachabhidevasat amavasya bhavishyati sangrame yujyadetasma tamuhu shakra devatam. So in seven days there is going to be a amavasya, that amavasya is going to be at Jeshtha. Because that amavasya is at Jeshtha, seven days before, this day is got to be Krishna Ashtami. Okay, this is all tithi vara, you cannot fudge this data just like that. This is a Krishna Ashtami, this has got to be Uttara Falguni Nakshatra because you are, you got a, another reference over here saying this is Pushya Nakshatra. We know from the day counting of the Nakshatras which Nakshatra is where. This cannot be fudged. Any other year, all this falls apart. And that is the reason no other day, no other date of any Mahabharata researcher will ever fit except 3067 BC. Now let me show you. From here, to here, I have already shown you. Now over here, Tarna makes a very interesting statement. And what statement is that? He says, Somasya Lakshma Vyavrittam, Rahur Arkam Upeshati. Somasya Lakshma Vyavrittam. Okay? So the lunar eclipse has already occurred. And where is the lunar eclipse occurring? We are already, we know where that lunar eclipse is occurring because in uh, Vyasa meets Dhritarashtra on the eve of the war. On eve of the war, not after the war, not during the war. He meets on the eve of the war. Right? On the eve of the war, what does he say? Alakshaya pravahinams, paurnimasi ischa kartikim, chandro abhuktivaranascha, samavaranena bhastale. What is that? What exactly is that? He is saying there is a lunar eclipse which is occurring at Kartik Purnima. Now, Kartik Purnima, where is it actually occurring according to this? So, if you look at this over here and you look at this over here, from here, if you consider that this is a Jeshtha Amavasya, 15 tithis back, we can calculate, back calculate. This day, because this is three days away, Krevati Ashwini Bharani, max to max Kritika, that is where the Kartik Purnima is actually got to occur because there is a full moon occurring there. There is your lunar eclipse which is occurring at night. It is actually occurring at night over there. It is a Parvani lunar eclipse as well because that is also given in the text. Okay. Right. And so that is what we are able to show you these three points exactly, tithi, masa, everything is correlated exactly. Okay. Right. Now, um, if we, if we go further from this, Rahur Arkam Upeshiti, okay, because he is saying Rahur Arkam Upeshiti, so the next eclipse, because there is an eclipse already occurred in the, in the previous one, the eclipse over there must occur at Jeshtha. So the lunar eclipse already occurred at the time of the ride of Krishna with Karna, both the eclipses, all three of the eclipses in fact, must occur before the war. Anybody who shows you eclipses occurring during the war, gone, out of the window, one. Two, the sequence of the eclipses is important, the lunar eclipse, then solar eclipse, then a short lunar fortnight of 13 days. Whether that short lunar fortnight can ever be corroborated by anybody is a different matter, but 
short lunar fortnight of 13 days. So nothing can happen, no lunar eclipse, solar eclipse, etc. during the war. Simple. Okay. Now, so all three eclipses already occurred before the war has started. This is the rigorous pre-war timeline which I am showing you. Krishna's departure at Revati, full moon at Kartika with a lunar eclipse at Kartika Purnima, Krishna Karna Samvad, Uttarafalguni Nakshatra, Amavasya at Jeshta, solar eclipse, another lunar eclipse, Aparvani. What is Aparvani? It's a penumbral lunar eclipse. Two penumbral lunar eclipses are seen and then preparations for month followed by a war which cannot begin on Amavasya. Why do I say the war cannot begin on Amavasya? That is the next point. Confu so, because this is what is happening in 5561 BCE, okay, and there are whole number of uh, research, hordes of researchers who have all all taken this uh, point and completely gone off track. Why? Because we know Saptamat Chavi Devasad Amavasya Bhavishyati. So, everybody is thinking seven days there is Amavasya, Amavasya pe yudh shuru kar do. Let us start the yudh, uh, war on Amavasya. Is it true? Okay, let us cross check. Can the war start on Amavasya? Well, you remember Ghatotkach? On the 14th night, Ghatotkach is killed. Okay? There is a spectacular moonrise which is described. People have made all sorts of confusion over here, over this verse. Chandra Mahasudite Punaha. Okay? They are thinking this Punaha is referring to some sort of Punaha moonrise. No, it is a Vishram, Yuddha Viram which is occurring. Once the Yuddha Viram is occurring, only after that the moonrise is occurring. When the moonrise occurs, then after that the war will start again. Okay? But people have conjured, uh, conjured up uh, dust storms and all what not. Okay. What is that verse which is clearing the matter? Three words. Eastern moon rise, a moon rise in the eastern sky. You cannot rewrite astronomy textbooks and tell me that this moon rise is occurring in anything else other than a waning phase moon. You can conjure up anything else you like, but this 14th night moonrise has got to be in the waning phase of a moon. So the war can never start on a Amavasya. It's as simple as that. Okay? Very simple. There is no, you know, you can't do, oh, I'll do this, I'll do that. And it's late at night, the tallying of both points. It's very late at night. In fact, it's around 2, 2, uh, 2 10 in the morning. Okay. That is Drona Parva, uh, 159. Uh, 42, that verse. Okay. So, Mahindri Diga Alankrita, I have already pointed out. Let me show you the sky map because you are not yet perhaps getting why this eastern phase, eastern sky moonrise is so important. Because look at the shortening of this arrow. Where does the sun rise from? Sun rises from the east. Yes? Sun rises from the east. We know that. So, the moon is approaching the sun in the sky. When does that happen? Only on Amavasya. See over here, 9th of December, 10th of December, 12th of December, the red arrow is shortening very, very slowly, but surely it is shortening. Finally over here, can you see this in Capricorn? In Capricorn, you are getting Shravana Nakshatra. Shravana Nakshatra, that 18th day of the war. That morning, can you see this over here, 6.34 in the morning? That is not yet Amavasya, that is moon and sun. In Jyotish, we know this Aparvani Rahuscha Grasa Aditya, it says Aparvani Vishampate, that is the Gadayuddha Parva reference. What is that? It is a Krishna Chaturdashi in the morning at sunrise and then it becomes Amavasya at 4.02 p.m. Okay, fine. You can correlate these other things as well, the moonrise calculation, etc. On the 14th day of the war, if it was Amavasya, it would be 14 times 48, 
672 minutes later, 11 hours, 12 minutes later, war, if the war had occurred on Amavasya, the moonrise would then occur at 5, 12 p.m., but still in the daytime, it is occurring late at night and in the eastern sky, end of game. Amavasya, gone. Amavasya, start to the war is gone, 5561, out, again. Okay, next. Right. So, solar eclipse can only occur on Amavasya. There can be no solar eclipse on the first day of the war. The solar eclipse of the first day of the war of 5561, gone. 3061, because I already told you, all the eclipses are occurring before the war. Because Vyasa has met Dhritarashtra when? Before the war. Can any eclipse occur after that? When all the eclipse data is before that? Okay. We are also corroborating two sets of three eclipses, which I will show over here, uh, including two Aparvani lunar eclipses and two sets, that is 36 years after the Mahabharata war when the Yadavas are destroyed also, we are doing that. Okay. Cross-check, it is Aparvani, it is not occurring at the moment of the full moon that we have got September 29th, October 14th and October 28th. I'll, I'll rush through this one because I want to really get to Balrama's pilgrimage because nobody else can corroborate Balrama's pilgrimage. The start point has to be the first day of the war, not starting on Amavasya. And the end point is the 18th day of the war, ending very close to Amavasya. Rauscha Grasada Aditya Aparvani Vishampate. So some people say, oh, it, uh, this means not, not, can, cannot be on Amavasya. No, it is Aparvani Amavasya. In Jyotish, is a very st specific term. Krishna Chaturdashi in the morning, Amavasya occurring later. 18th point, end point nakshatra is what? It says over here. Okay, Pushena Samprayatosmi Shravane Punaragataha. Can you see over here? Pushena Samprayatosmi Shravane Punaragataha. So, starting on Pushya and ending at Shravana. Why starting on Pushya? Pushya, do you know? All of you, you buy gold, don't you? When do you buy it? Pushya, don't you? In India, Pushya is one of the most auspicious nakshatras of the zodiac, more so for the royal family. Everything is always done on a Pushya. Balrama has started on a Pushya nakshatra. You cannot start on Shravana nakshatra or any other nakshatra for a pilgrimage. It has to be 42 days and it has to end later. Let me show you the sky map. Okay, there you go. So, he is starting over here on this Pushya nakshatra, which is the next Pushya nakshatra after that thing which has failed over there. You remember that other sky map? Goes all around the zodiac, comes back and all around over here to Shravana nakshatra. Okay, let me show you. We have got the sky maps and we have got exact times. That is the Tritya, October 31st, Pushya. And there, 42 days later, he will end on Krishna Chaturdashi at sunrise. And that Amavasya is occurring at 4.02 uh, p.m. Okay, That's Shravana Nakshatra. Am I telling the truth? I could be lying, couldn't I? Let me show you. There you go. Right? Each of these, October 31st, I am giving you Nakshatra names, Nakshatra times. I am giving you quarter moon, which quarter moon, which, what is happening, where. Okay. Let's go further. First day of the pilgrimage. Okay, there you go. Altarf, moon is coming there. Look at the time. This is redshift. Okay, 3067 minus 3066 is 3067. Go over there, you will see over there. Next morning, that is November 1st. Okay, look at that. Okay, that is the first day of the pilgrimage. That is Pushya Nakshatra. Now, next, I am showing you this. Rahuchas Grasa Aditya Paparvani Vishampate. Okay, what is that? Gada Yuddha Parva reference. Look at that. Exactly, moon, sun coming very close together. Okay, that is Shravana Nakshatra over there, exactly in the sky. That is December 12th of 3067 BCE. Exact. No other, nothing else can ever do that. Why? Because you have to fix this with the 14th day, uh, 14th, 14th late night moonrise, which is a crescent moon. 
planetary positions well okay we can we can discuss that aram se my my first question to manish uh, would you claim that you understand in a to a reasonable extent what scientific method is yes okay uh, so now if you want to ask a question that's fine or i can go to no, the no, next no. okay you follow up follow up very good finish thank it, you finish. thank you hmm. uh, what is the universal and generic statement of your and when i say your i'm going to say you professor achar professor k s srinivas raghavan okay uh, their theory i mean your theory uh for which you claim 3067 bc as the year of mahabharat war so my point is that there are four timelines of the mahabharat war the four timelines have all got to agree on certain points the four timelines uh, pre war timeline then war timeline balrama's pilgrimage timeline bhishma moksha timeline one two the planetary positions have to be have to agree the planetary positions cannot be just something where i mean they have to be filtered from the other planetary positions according to us our because according to our theory not all the uh, whatever evidence is given in the mahabharata is actually planetary it some of it is cometary according to us and we were, we are able to prove that uh, so uh, can i uh, re- respond yeah so the point which i am trying to make for uh, example there is verse uh, 325 for example samvatsarasthayano cha graha prajulata ubhav विशाख समीपस्थ बृहस्पति शनेश्वर सो देर आर टू ब्लेजिंग ग्रहस और लुमिनस इफ यू लाइक बट ब्लेजिंग ग्रहस रियली विच आर प्लेस नियर विच आर बृहस्पति एंड सैटर्न एंड दे आर प्लेस नियर विशाखा नक्षत्र करेक्ट नो नाउ द इश्यू इज दैट द वर्स बिफोर इज वेरी वेरी इल्यूमिनेटिंग विच हार्डली एनीबडी कंसिडर्स वेल इवन इन दिस वर्स देर इज अब्जर्डिटी विच इज एक्चुअली देयर फॉर एनीबडी हू नोज ज्योतिष विच इज दैट गुरु कैनॉट बी एट ए नक्षत्र for uh, <coughs> one year it is a impossibility from astronomy point of view because it has got a period of only 11.5 year, years around the zodiac but the other point is that you go behind that saptarshi udaranam samachchadya vai prabham that two grahas grahau tamrano shakho prajulata ubho the two grahas have got shikhas so they must be comets and which other uh, thing can ever do something where it will uh, uh, hide the saptarshis no guru and shani can never do that so uh, and so on okay. okay so so quick quick comments and then you ask me a question yeah. so first thing uh, so here what i heard is like a three different theories you pulled in astrology when that was required uh, you pulled in the theory that the what you hear as a comet so we hear as a planets are actually not planets but comets okay so i still did not get the answer what is the universal and generic statement of your theory so, uh, just to give an example just to give an example my statement is all astronomy observations of the mahabharata text are actual factual visual observations of the sky of mahabharata times ha ah, so but that is my statement from 2008 actually so you agree with I my agree statement with this. excellent but not all, but not all the point no. is simply that ah. you have to filter you have to filter those which you means it's not examine separate Which Because you is, said you have to separate. Which Similar. means it's not generic and it's not universal. Your question, please. Okay. So now my point is that um, you have taken your uh, adik. You have taken adik masa in five five six one. You have conjectured adik masa in five five six one BC. Yes, I have. Now you are well aware. Well, at least one adik masa uh, according to your timeline, which I'll show a bit, bit later, and you you can explain. The point is there is no adik masa in five five six one BC. Shunna Shepa's method. at all shunashepa method 
would you please explain what Shunishu Pramesh So, uh, uh, basically observed. It has to be observed. And so, the problem is that in 5561 BCE, there are only 12 new moons. And there are only 13 full moons from one vernal equinox of 5561 BCE to 5560 BCE. So, the problem which we are coming to is that in 5560 BCE also there is no Adhik Masa. The Adhik Masa will accumulate only in 5559 BCE. Well, what is your question? I mean, so, your problem is that your, your problem is that your Adhik 10 pre agree, right? one is Adhik hmm. Masa which you have conjectured is not there. You have taken it to explain your 10 pre-war observations including Balram No, I am asking. No, no, I will say I will agree or not. So, ask me I am saying do you agree that there is no Adhik Masa? Uh, uh, in, for my timeline, it needs Adhik Masa. And using the Shunashepa method also that you are describing, I can show that there is Adhik Masa. Now, let me ask you a question. Uh, is there a description of a Shunashepa method anywhere in the Mahabharata text? No. Where does it come from then? No, it is coming from somewhere else. Okay. No, yeah. I need to know specifically where it comes from. Nah, that I cannot tell you exactly. Okay. okay. I, I will be happy but, to but tell you, you but and you I will tell you why that is wrong. Okay, fine. I mean, but Adhik Masa, I mean, the point is that it is based on new moon and full moons. Basically, and, yeah. and okay, fine. Okay, uh, next point which I am going to say is that you have taken the full moon analogies <laughs> to explain your war timeline. That is correct. Now, the problem is uh, that it is a bit like saying, you know, because it is in the last 70 days of the war, how can you ever say that those are true astronomy observations of the sky? Great question. Again, I will go back to uh, my theory. What Einstein says, it is your theory that defines what can be observed. My theory is all astronomy observations, all astronomy descriptions of Mahabharata text are the factual observations of that time. All the astronomy observations from Mahabharata text, they appear in three cases. Either they appear as a Nimitta, as a Upamana or Alankar. So, if anything has an astronomy sense to it, that <coughs> is an astronomy observation to me because my theory demands it for consistency. But your problem is that it is an inconsistency, it introduces absurdities. Your, for example, at uh, the 12th day of the war, there is a full moon which is occurring at Kartika Purnima, then there are 16 day a full moon which is occurring in Vishakha Purnima, and then a 17 day uh, there is another full moon occurring at uh, Punarvasu Purnima. In between, there are lunar eclipses 3. I mean, the point is that if you are assuming these astronomy references to be true on 7 days of the war, there is a full moon on every day between 10 and 17. Day yes. of, days of the war. That is correct. Is it true? In, in fact, from... Can it ever happen? Okay. 10 and 17 is not correct. It is No, no, it is 10 and 17. No, no, it's not. Dushasan. I'm go no, no, Dushasan no, no. and Arjun. Okay. From 12 you to have 19. You quoted. In fact, from 12 days to 19 days. And yes, it can be assumed as a full moon. Because if you look at the moon data around the 15th day and you go plus minus 4 days, it's essentially for a practical reason, it's a full moon. So, many times the description, you, you, you can disagree. I mean, that's the astronomy data. That's the modern astronomy. Uh, same thing happens around the Amavasya. Like Amavasya plus minus 4-5 days, it's almost like a moon has almost no meaning in terms of its uh, illumination. But let's stick to the question and answer. Like, so don't use this time for uh, anyway, you know, showing is. what's possibly wrong in mind. How many astronomy observations did you identify in the Mahabharata text? There are 300 uh, odd uh, observations. So you agree with those? As, the, as far as the, the number observations goes. are there. Okay. Definitely there are observations. I mean, out of that, only around 27 or so are absolutely critical. They are very, very important. Uh, sorry, yeah, okay. So what, what? So the next question related to that would be: Why did you not include all of them in 
analyzing and reaching the 3067 BCE and do you recognize that this is unscientific as it breaks the principle of consistency? No, actually you can disagree and that's fine. We, we but disagree. It's on the record. We, yeah, why, why we are disagreeing is that because in fact, for example, you have cherry picked the analogies themselves. So the, on the on the 14 day of the war, there are two solar eclipse analogies which you have you know cherry picked. So from our point of view, what we have done is a bit different. What we have done no, is no, we no, have no, no. again you are going into explanation or or uh, we disagree thoughts. anyway. We disagree. Uh, disagree. That's easy. You know, so its answer has to be yes, no, disagree. And disagree. Quick, yeah. And because because otherwise we'll be wasting time. Yeah. Fine. Sure. Sure. So, yeah. So I, I'm so 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 you are charged that you know for example I am doing it. I disagree. So we disagree. We agree to disagree. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Do you want to ask a question? Yeah. So I mean the problem uh, basically which is occurring in um, um, five five six one BCE. Is that you have taken Vishakhayo Samipastho? Again, you are not asking a question. No, no. Vishakhayo Samipastho huh. to mean, I am asking whether you agree that you have taken Vishakhayo Samipastho to mean Jupiter 55 degrees away from Vishakha huh. and Saturn 25 degrees away from Excellent. Vishakha. Excellent question. So, uh, my answer to that is uh, the way I take this, the Vishakhayo Samipastho Brahaspati Shanishcharo, is that these Shani, Shani and Jupiter, as in the vicinity of Vishakha, equidistant in terms of nakshatras on both sides. What is your Janma nakshatra, um, um, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, no, I do mind because okay, it's okay. irrelevant to okay. this discussion. No, no, okay, so my nakshatra for example, let us say for a moment hypothetically. Ask a question, please. No, no. This, is, I mean, is hasta, if I were to say, I'm asking you, if yeah. I were to say yeah. that my Janma nakshatra which is hasta <coughs> is actually Vishakha, would that be actually correct? Excellent question. I'll give you a quick analogy. If someone is flying from America to here and the person says he wants to visit Bhopal and Chandigarh, where would you ask him to fly? Delhi. Reasonable? Okay. Now, Chandigarh and Bhopal may not be equidistant from Delhi, but in a context that makes sense. So, you might say, why fly to Delhi? Because they are in the vicinity of a Delhi. That is the logic here. It is a poetry, and that's what Vasa is using. And it's a Grantham Granthi Tadachakre Munir Gudam Kutuhala. Yeah, but I, I mean, we disagree anyway. Of course. Uh, do you understand the difference between evidence that is due to the long term phenomenon of the precession of the Earth's axis versus the short term phenomenon uh, due to the near Earth phenomenon? You, in this thing, you discuss only near, near Earth phenomenon. Because, I, because uh, your Arundhati Vashishta uh, observation, I actually say that that is not a uh, phenomenon which you are talking about as uh, something which is going to decide an epoch. Great. So, a question on that. Uh, so, say if, uh, but do you agree that it is an astronomy observation? Huh. So, a momentary nimitta. As Fine. a nimitta, it is. It is, right? Yeah, and we have, we have already, we, have, we, have, we are considering it, yes. Okay. So, it is an astronomy observation. I have shown it for 5561 BC, how the, uh, in 5561 BC, Arundhati can be seen by every one of us here walking ahead of Vasishta. What is your explanation for Arundhati Vasishta observation for 3067 BCE? So, my point is actually pretty straightforward. Uh, three, uh, the, um, uh, the Arundhati Vasishta observation, Alcor and Mizar, Alcor never went ahead of Mizar as far as we are concerned, but the observation also depends on the latitude of the observer. So, for example, you are saying that basically that entire uh, paradigm which you have constructed is uh, based on um, uh, a Delhi observation. But at Bangalore, Arundhati actually is seen to rise and set and Arundhati actually rises earlier and sets 
later. So she is actually she remains a pativrata. So is she going to be not a pativrata in Delhi and going to be a pativrata only in Bangalore? Okay, now that is your explanation. That is not my explanation. But I am saying no. But can you explain that for three thousand sixty-seven Arundhati walking ahead of Vasishta out of Kurukshetra, well, not Bangalore, because that's not where the Mahabharat war took place. So four, four. Well, there are four. So there are four other uh, observations which we have got. Every year, actually, in June, July, and August, Alcor is ahead of Mizar in the sky, and uh, so because there are circumpolar stars between seven thousand eight hundred BC and uh, what is it, eight uh, hundred? Well, depending on what book you read and what uh, software you use, eight hundred to one thousand uh, BCE. So uh, every year in July to August, uh, she is actually ahead. So. You know, we are saying that that is the point at which that observation was seen. Okay, so was it valid for three thousand sixty-seven? It is. It is valid in three thousand sixty-seven BC during twenty-two November through ninth uh, of December. Well, uh, in the day at every point, also it is circumpolar. So if you actually go uh, around the day, it is it is circumpolar. So the question of one being ahead of the other doesn't arise actually. Okay, so Arundhati was just observation, which is a long-term observation, which is not true anymore. But it does is not valid for three thousand sixty-seven. But it somehow you are saying that it, it you can explain it for three thousand sixty-seven. We can explain it. We can oh. explain it. Yeah, I mean it is a nimitta. You see, because the verses before, uh, uh, okay, so the verses before and after are essentially those of a nimitta. None of those verses from uh, verse sixteen to verse thirty-one and after. Are indicating anything more than a nimitta? So we are explaining it as a nimitta. So they are not planetary or star observations. We are not explaining. Yeah, we are okay. not saying it is an epoch. That no, is no, the but they are not star or planetary observation. They are only nimitta. That's what you are saying. Nimitta of a astronomy observation. So they cannot Because be used as evidence. Is that what you are saying? It cannot be used as evidence. Excellent. Let me tell you that in the Karna Par, I mean the Udyog Parva, uh, there are references to uh, Saturn, Mars. Okay, for example, Prajapatyam Chandra Nakshatra Grah Tikshna Mahadyati, and those are also nimittas, by the way. Ah, no. And you are using 3067 is using them as a planetary observation. So, so now here is the point. Okay, that particular observation is occurring at two different points. Rohini Pidaneesha Pidaneesha Sthito Rajan Chaneshchara is one observation, which is Vyasa Dhritarashtra, but Karna is also saying it at another point. Now, I am saying Karna's observation are also nimitta. No, well, I mean, if you yes or no, Karna's observation is also nimitta. But for a nimitta. year, that is the point. That those things are for a year. You are using them for thousands of years. Arundhati was already. That's a different issue. That's a different issue. Arundhati is walking ahead of Vasishta for approximately five thousand five hundred years yes. before your observation. So how can it be a nimitta? Ah, now that is a question you should ask me, and I will answer. Well, it, I, I just saw it. There you go. <laughs> you you shouldn't just raise the question. I, we have a time for that. Okay, one minute. Okay, this is how it is. Astronomically, I have explained it. Nimitta by nimitta, the way the other side interprets that is not just the signs, but as a omens. And when they say omen, they mean it has to be a uh, what you call very uh, flitting, you know, for a short time. Now, if you look at the astronomy history of India, in the whole entire history, I mean history of Earth, like but let's not go Earth, like let's say go five lakhs year, ten lakhs years. In fact, the past, the only time Arundhati went ahead is that six thousand five hundred years in the millions of years. So, if you start looking at that millions of years of time span, then even it is going ahead of Vasishta for six thousand five five hundred years is like a flicker. 
and that's the explanation for omen now but it is you, you don't have to agree but that's my explanation I, I, for omen yeah i mean okay on the other I, hand i don't, don't have an explanation either for astronomy phenomenon or omen phenomenon for arundhati ah, no we do 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 can i can i just uh, rebut that very quickly yeah, so I, will, i mean I will let you. there are meteor strikes basically which are happening and there is a astronomy uh, there is a atmospheric uh, refraction which has changed so that is a very very easy way to refute that particular observation anyway. excellent excellent okay 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 <laughs> all right